When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. G'day and welcome to Off The Bench for another weekend. Still no Woog to be found, so you've got Sats and Rook again. Sats, Why how's... do we have the same intro then? I don't know. We should Why change we it. change we? it? Yeah. Change it to mine and mm. then we'll just dish him totally. Rook and the Sats. Yeah, let's do it. I yeah. like it. I'm going to change it next week. Okay. Yeah. How are you, buddy? I'm really good. Really good. I'm oh, really excited, of course, for a number of reasons. Of course, Origin uh, next Wednesday. And you know what? I, As a proud Queenslander, I always, when we do the show, I like to try and keep a neutral um, rugby league first, um, allegiance is second when it comes to, to Origin. I, I like what Freddie's done with the New South Wales side um, throughout his time as coach. But I like what Billy's done also. And it's going to be really interesting how Billy responds like Freddie responded and had to respond for game two from a coaching perspective. So well, I've got a quick question for you. Yep. Who's under more pressure? As a coach? As a coach. Well, I think I think Billy is under more pressure because it's his first year. And if you come in in your first year and you don't get results, it's a little bit like Mal Meninga when he took over in 2006. They sort of said, you know, if you don't win this series, we're going to have to probably look somewhere else. We're going to have to go back to the well and maybe bring – bring Wayne back into the picture and he goes and wins that series in game three in Melbourne 2006 and then the rest is history. He's on there for another 10 years. So, But then you've got Billy Slater who's unproven as a coach. Yeah. Surely they'd give him a little bit of leeway. So well, you, I would yeah. think Freddie's probably got more pressure on him to seal this up because he's got the players. Well, he has he's got, got the, the squad players, to do it. but he's also, he's also got the wins behind him as well at origin level. So with Billy, because he is untested, there's a lot of pressure on him from the outside where people think, well, everyone's talking about how good Billy will be as a coach. And is, the other and the other coaching really? staff as well. There's yeah, a lot so of good cattle there. I think in your first year there's always a lot more pressure on you. And, um, you know, I think Billy will will find enough out of his squad, personally myself, next Wednesday night at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, prediction on score? Uh, I think it'll be high scoring. I think it'll be real. I, when I say high scoring – I think there's only going to be two or four points in it because I think it's the only way that Queensland can win the game. Like a 2016 or something similar. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if anyone's expecting Queensland to blow New South Wales off the park, I don't think that's going to happen. But, of course, as we learnt throughout the week, New South Wales have suffered a couple of pretty big blows. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. So State of Origin Game 3, only five days away and things ramping up here in the Sunshine State anyway. Uh, we've got an interview with an absolute legend coming up as well. We had a chat to him during the week. Legend guy and one of the legend players as well. Trevor the Axe Gilmeister, of course, Captain Queensland in that very famous 1995 series when Super League players were not allowed to play in that series. New South Wales had 11 internationals in their side. Queensland had... One and that was Dale Shearer, and he was like 37. And they had a lot of no names. And, and Fatty Vorton coaches a Trevor Gilmeister captain side to a 3 0 whitewash. Unbelievable. Phil Gould, the maestro that he is as a coach, the coach of New South Wales. And yeah, and 
Freddie pulled the blindfold over the top of all of them and um, and won that series. And Gilly was his was his skipper, a, a great guy off the field as well, very giving with his time. Uh, one of the most approachable rugby league players from from the old days that you'd ever come across. And not bad for a chinwag either with many stories. Got some great got. stories. <laughs> got some great stories. As you said, we caught up with him during the week and we meant to talk about origin. We ended up drifting off into all these other stories. Different so, tangents left, right and centre. Yeah, we had to pull it back in. Yeah, but. make sure you stick around for that one. Absolutely. Time on Off The Bench to look back on the news of the week. All right, massive news of the week. The Probably the biggest story uh, which has unfolded over the last couple of days is... Jordan McLean and absolutely devastating for him. Yeah, well, ruled out of State of Origin 3 when he was set to make his debut at 30 years of age. Now, he's a player that's won comps with Melbourne. He's played for Australia before he's played State of Origin. And I know how he feels. I mean, making your Origin debut with a, a 3 as the first number in your age, you know, it, it means that you've you've waited a long time, you've beat your head against the wall uh, a number of times and you finally get a shot. And this is on the back of Payne Haas as well, being made unavailable when the teams were picked. He's been in great form, Jordan McLean. Tore his hammy, strained his hamstring at training um, and just heartbreaking to listen. This is him talking to the media yesterday, uh, Thursday. My career's been, you know, full of ups and downs and I've kind of been used to it, but I thought it might be, you know, a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel uh, getting this opportunity, but I wasn't to be. I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, she's... Don't feel too good at the minute. I still haven't talked to the family yet, so that's going to be the hardest thing is telling tell my young fellas that I'll be playing this week. <laughs> when you get the opportunities, it's, I don't know what's going to happen in the future at the moment. I'm just yeah, pretty disappointed, mate. Disappointed? I don't think disappointed covers it. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. wouldn't wish on, on any rugby league player that gets this dream to, to wear a State of Origin jersey. And at 31, 30 years of age, 31 at the end of this year, who knows? He may get another shot next year. If he's playing really well like he's playing this year, I've got no doubt New South Wales selectors will give him that game. I've got no doubt. So mark that in your diaries right now. If he's playing well next year, I think Jordan McLean will be given a jersey next year. But it's just it's just heartbreaking, especially when he starts talking about telling his sons that he's not going to be playing next Wednesday night. It's... And we caught up with him during the week, and he said that a lot of his mates and family were coming up from young yep. for the game. Young cherry picker he yeah, is, yeah. And then... He's got to turn around and go, hang on, I'm not playing. And just, I know that Freddie's going to do his best and keep him within the that squad. The good part about it, the tickets that he's got for family and friends, he can now sell and probably <laughs> make a profit out <laughs> of them. So, now my heart goes out to Jordan McLean. I think I speak on behalf of, of all rugby league fans. He's he's one of the real quiet achievers in the game. He's been outstanding this year for the Cowboys. And he had he did have a couple of years of, of injury, which stopped him from playing his best rugby league. And... Now that he's, you know, he's he's playing like he was when he represented Australia and winning comps, and he's not going to get that opportunity to run out at SunCorp. I hope he gets that chance next year. Yeah, and another guy who's missed out as well is Jack Whiten, who man of the match game one mm. gets COVID, doesn't play in game two, has a pretty ordinary game with the Raiders against last, the Dragons last, last weekend. Week. Yeah, he tried and hard, but just things just didn't come, come off. off no. Yeah, and then. Finds himself outside the 17. Interesting one because, you know, it's a hard one for Freddie. Jack Whiten is a Freddie favourite, and I can see why he'd be a favourite. He's a lovable character, Jack Whiten. Outside of that, he's a hell of a player, but he's a hell of a player in a number of positions, and that's perfect for origin. You've got a lock that goes down. Jack, I need you to play lock. You've got a 5 eight for centre, even a winger or a fullback. Jack, jump on the field. So I can see why how valuable he would be. I'm surprised he wasn't added in in place of Sifa Talakai, 
no one really knew what sort of role Sifatelico was going to play in the second game. End up getting on the field and being quite destructive in a couple of runs. <laughs> destructive everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but I can see what Freddie's done here. Freddie would have said to Jack, hey, listen, I can't change a winning team. Winning need, combo, yeah. Yeah, I need to keep this 17 together. If something happens, you'll come in. But unfortunately, I just need you to be that really good 18th man. So, But um, as, as it's turning out, it's – there's things happening within the blue squad with Nico Hines getting COVID, so he's unavailable. Dale Finucane comes in. Um, so anything could happen between now and Wednesday exactly. night. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's interesting you, you talk when we talk about Freddie Fittler and him being the coach, and, of course, the former coach of the Blues was Laurie Daly. You've got to always be careful what you <laughs> – be careful what sort of uh, – what bait you put out there because we know Dean Ritchie and – 2020 said Queensland picked the worst origin team in history and they come out and win that one, that series. And then Laurie Daly believes that Billy Slater has picked Queensland's worst team of this series. What? Yeah. So <laughs> even if you believe it, sometimes so don't you just it. don't say it. <laughs> don't put uh, it out in the universe. There would have been a lot of New South Wales fans going, Laurie, what Why are you did you doing? say that? Yeah. But, uh, but I've got to say, I've got to agree with Laurie and I say this with, the amount of you know, huge amount of respect for Billy Slater and the selectors. When you weigh up the three teams, they are missing they are missing a couple of key players. Ruben Cotter, even though he's only played one game, he was so significant, was outstanding in game he? one. So um, yeah, they've lost they've lost a couple of key players. Um, yeah, Christian Welsh, we've got to remember, is not playing Origin this year because of a knee reconstruction, and you can see the effect that not having him is having on Melbourne. Also. Queensland had to grind their way to a win in, in game one. Um, and without, without Christian Welsh, it, yeah, it's, it's playing with their, it's playing with their, their interchange. So, um, yeah, Laurie, he, he, he's just hoping, Laurie, that come Wednesday night at about 10.30, those words won't come back to haunt, haunt him. him. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Pick your best team 17 uh, for this game coming up on Wednesday. For Queensland? Yeah. For people that are available? Yeah. So if you were you were coach, put yourself uh, in Billy's shoes, who would you have picked? Or even just starting 1-13. to 13. Uh, So obviously you lose Ruben Cotter. I think you've got to replace the number 13 with a like-for-like like player that can play 80 minutes. I think you, your number 13 needs to play 80 minutes. And it's it makes your interchange a lot easier with your front rowers. You can leave your front rowers off a little bit longer when you've got an, a 13 that is involved in everything, like Reuben Cotter and is. Do, doing the work. The like Isaiah Yo is. Oh, Yo was great, wasn't he, game yeah, two? Yeah, outstanding. So, um, and, of course, we lose a back rower as well in Felice Kafusi, Queensland, who had to rush to America to be by his father's bedside. Had an accident in Hawaii, got airlifted to LA. LA. yep. So Felice doing the right thing, he's going to miss game three. So um, Jeremiah Nano is going to start, which I think is good because it's a it's a fast it's a fast track. You need a young fast player to be there. Defensively, you're going to be asked a lot, but I probably would have picked Jaden Sewer in that back row position. One, he's aggressive. Two, he loves confrontation. Three, he can play eighty minutes. Four, he protects his his half that sits outside him. So I would have put Jaden Sewer probably on that on that edge and just still bring Jeremiah Nano off, off the bench. Um, and there's really no other number 13 that you could throw into the number 13 role. So what I would do is start Harry Grant. I'd have played Ben Hunt number 13. Oh, yeah. Okay. And let him play that Reuben Cotter type role. 
Well, that'd be an interesting having mm. both of them on the field at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting one. Mm. Oh, we'll see what happens come Wednesday night. But the, I thought the interchange game two, uh, sorry, game one with Hunt and Grant was just exceptional. It was just, it was just like it, nothing was replaced. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why it worked is because when, when Pat Carrigan and Lindsay Collins came on, they lifted the intensity of the game. Well, Carrigan in game was great one. as well. His leg speed was. Awesome. New South Wales's bench came on. They were not, unable to go with them. So on the back of that, Harry Grant was able to get on the front foot. And so, yeah, they just – they end up winning that second – what they call the second stanza, which is when you bring your front rolls off and you put your new front rolls on, which interchange is going to take the game to another level of intensity. And Queensland won that in game two. New South Wales, well, it was the, the sin bending that really allowed New South Wales to get on top. Queensland were winning 12-8 at that stage until the sin binning. And then they were just gassed in that, that first 10 minutes of the second half. Yeah. Um, now, reshuffle in the New South Wales Blues back row as yep. well. Saifidi coming in, as I said, for Newcastle. Plays debut. So Daniel, of course, has already played. His twin brother, Jacob, will make his debut in place of McLean now. Exciting. Uh, but no Regan Campbell-Gillard to be seen anywhere. I want to know, I want to know the reason behind this. It's I'd a like strange one, isn't it? Yeah. It's, when you look at it, Purely on statistics, he probably deserves to be picked. If you want to pick it purely on statistics, David Clemmer probably deserves <laughs> to be picked from Newcastle. But I think they're concerned with Dave Clemmer's lack of what they call leg speed, that speed, that real quick leg speed. Getting a bit older, a bit slower. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fanukin can play a lot more like a front row. But oh, also you see him run out on the field, you know he's got some leg speed. Yeah. <laughs> he's crazy, isn't he? He's mad. Um yeah, and Saifidi's a big, but he's a big front row, but he's also quick as well. So, but Regan Campbell Gillard's a funny one. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering whether they watched Penrith, sorry Parramatta, get beaten last weekend by South, and their front row's not winning the battles, and maybe they're thinking if the game's going to play out the way that the game between Parramatta and South plays out, are they going to be able to win the battle? I think that's the only thing. That's the only thing I'm putting my finger on is that Parramatta's inability to stay consistent has got a lot to do with their front rowers not winning those battles, those little battles in the middle of the field, Junior Barlow and, and also uh, um, Regan Campbell-Gillard. That's the only thing I can think of. And we had a listener during the I week text in bring NTG that and say, no, it's because Nathan Cleary and Regan Campbell-Gillard don't get on. We're going to read about it, more about it after game three. Watch this space, whether that's true or not. Yeah, interesting. Only one. allegations, of yeah. course. Um, and Cam Munster, apparently that shoulder is good to go, uh, and he didn't join the team in Warwick initially. Just uh, had treatment, yeah. yeah. Mm. But he ended up going up to Warwick and, and doing a training session. Um, but in saying that, uh, he'll be fine. I mean, he, it's just all precautionary. I, I actually had a friend that went and watched Queensland train on Thursday afternoon, and he said Munster was moving freely. No problems at all. It's that time for an off-the-bench Friday night preview. And Sats, massive game coming up tonight. Knights, massive win last weekend at McDonald Jones Stadium up against the Rabbitohs with A. Luttrell, who is on absolute fire after a couple of weeks out. And Skipper. And Skipper. Yeah. Oh, I love that with Luttrell. I, I think he's matured so much. I think um, making himself unavailable for Origin was, I think, a really good decision. Do you think it was strategic in the fact that if he did that, 
he could play for the Rabbitohs because if Absolutely. you do make yourself available and don't get picked, you can't. So Absolutely. I think, yeah, if he if he was picked in the Origins, Origins 17, which I don't think he would have, I just don't think he had enough game time under his belt. I think that if Whiten doesn't get picked in the 17, there's no way Latrell could. Exactly. Now, I think a lot of Queenslanders breathe a sigh of relief and <laughs> Cam Smith said that during the week when Latrell did make himself unavailable. But, yeah, he did find a loophole. That and it's the first time it's happened, hasn't if it? If he comes out and makes himself unavailable, he can play for the Rabbitohs. If he gets picked for New South Wales and says, no, I, I don't want to play in Origin next week, I'm going to make myself unavailable for Origin. Well, he's not allowed to play for the Rabbitohs this weekend. So, But all that aside, it doesn't matter. I, there was I a, like, we had actually had a good text from one of our listeners during the week saying if this is the case, then he shouldn't be picked for the Australian team for the World Cup. Yeah, well, it's a long way away, the yeah, World Cup. You know. But I, I just feel as though that coming back from a hamstring injury, and it was a bad hamstring injury as well, and they can turn chronic and, and then, they can become a problem for the rest of your career. So I think the decision, put all the other loopholes aside, I think purely from a career point of view, he's going to play a lot more Origins. He's done the right thing. That's the least of his concerns. I think he's got to get himself right, his body right, that if he does want to play more Origins in years to come and hamstrings aren't going to be a problem for him ongoing – he needed to make that decision now. Yeah, and coming back from a bout of COVID as well, so really battling lung-wise, exactly. not just with body-wise. Forgot about COVID. Now, in saying that, I love it that he's captain. Again, it's a, it's, it's a further advancement in his maturity as well. I'm really interested to see how that how his aggression is channeled. Now, my dad was one of the most aggressive players that ever played, got sent off constantly in early on in his career. And Clive Churchill, their coach at South, in 1967 said, John Sattler's going to be our captain. Everyone said, what? He's crazy. He can't control his aggression. Well, history tells you they went on to win four out of the next five grand finals. And it did curb his, it curbed his aggression. It was real controlled aggression. And I think that's what, going to be, that's what is going to be the further advancement of Luttrell's game as well. And I've always thought that with Adam Reynolds going that um, I thought Luttrell Mitchell would have been the perfect candidate for the next stepping stone in his career. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting choice, but a good choice as well. Yeah, it's a big game also for the Bunnies. They've been inconsistent this year. The Knights are in the same position or thereabouts what they were last year, end up playing finals. So they've got to beat the Rabbits and they've got to take advantage of these situations when you are missing some players. They're missing Cook and Cam Murray. Campbell Graham's out with a fractured cheekbone. So the Knights have got to try and strike, but this Rapido side has still got Latrell and Cody Walker. And so you take Ponga and you take Gagai out of your Knights backline, and you've got this Latrell Mitchell figure running at you, as he did last week. He was just unstoppable. Well, he's got that much of an influence on the players around him as well, and the game individually. But for the Knights, Jaden Braley, tremendous player, returns from an Achilles injury. He's named on the bench. Now, he's been named to start, hasn't he, at first, and Randall, I think, coming off the bench, or vice versa. And then you've got Bradman Best, who I think has been underwhelming, to be quite honest. I think he's more of a winger than he is a centre. But he comes back from a pretty horrible elbow injury as well. So he's back on deck with Dane Gagai missing and Carlin Ponga being out as well. Tex Hoy was really good last week when they beat the Gold Coast. He's again in the fullback position. So uh, I'm hearing that Tex Hoy may be going to the UK Super League. Possibly Ooh, Hull. Breaking news right which, now. Which is a shame to lose a, a player of that you know, a quality player. Quality and youth as well to the NRL. 
And I know how much he loves the ocean because he told us during the week how much he ain't going to get much. Well, he is going to get some ocean. It's just yeah. going to be pretty cold. Exactly. <laughs> um, what are you What are you expecting for tonight's game as a result? I don't know. I it, think it's Luttrell, a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, Latrell's the difference. Obviously, it's you don't have to be Einstein to to figure that out. I, I think the Rabbitohs win. Um, I like what the new Knights threw out last week. Although it was against the Gold Coast, yeah, you've still got to win those games. They're the tough ones. The wins, the ones you're expected to win. So. I'm going to say the Rabbitohs to win by 1 to 10. Okay, mm. done. All right, more of Off the Bench coming up after this break. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Quick play of the ball again. Moylan out the back this time. Trindle, they got the two on one. Ramian throws the dummy, slides across, gives the dance. The First Nation people gets the first try. 4-0. Sharkies over the storm, and that's all thanks to mate. Stands in the tackle, so that's two in a row. Sharks players standing in the tackle. Play the ball. They'll go the same way. Moylan straightens up. Ball back on the inside. He's not quite state of origin bound yet, but he's got across for a try. That man, Blake Braley, and the Sharks are cutting them to pieces. The Storm are not here to play. Quick ball from Trindle. Moreland, they got the extra number. Puts the little kick in. Here's Mulatalo. Oh, brilliant. What a try. Can't he score? Salute the crowd. There is the fish that's been caught. Connor Tracy on the end of the reel. That's the try celebration. And celebrate so you might. Now they go from coast to coast. Here's Ramian. Tips it on now. Katoa. Katoa. Oh, little kick. It's got to stay in the in-goal area. Ramian! What a try. That's a masterful kick from Sione Katoa. Jesse Ramian, he does get his second now. And right in the shadow of half-time, they've extended their lead. The Sharks are on fire. It is Sharknado. Here they go. go. This is now Kennedy. Got to release nice hands. Ramian goes to Katoa. Gets across and scores the try. It's lovely passing. Beautiful yes. hands in the end from Ramian. Kennedy involved as well. And Sione Katoa gets the try. His first of the night. We called for it. We got it to Trindle. And Trindle's looking for Ramian for number three. Got wow. there. That's weak. Just more intent than Justin Olam. Olam slipped off the tackle. Ramian salutes the crowd. And fair enough. He's been excellent. The Sharks may be better. And the scoreline now, 28-0, but a comprehensive victory and a highly impressive performance from the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Up, up, Cronulla. Up, up, Cronulla, indeed. It's Sats and Rook with you for the weekend. And what a dominating performance by the Sharks. It was outstanding. They played up-tempo. They played quick. A little bit like Manly last week. But they're allowed to also because Melbourne looks sluggish. They look slow. And... You may say, yeah, their best players are missing because they're playing Origin. But it was the same last week against Manly when they had nearly a full complement playing last week with a lot of their their best players. So, yeah, they look really sluggish. They're getting beaten in the ruck. Teams are starting to move the ball a little bit, like little short passes, which doesn't allow you to get swamped and and gang-tackled by the Melbourne forwards. So everyone's a little bit more smarter to be able to execute playing against the Melbourne Storm. You've got to keep remembering, I think Christian Welsh is just a huge loss to this this Melbourne side when he did his knee. And I just think his, his leadership, his composure under pressure is really hurting them at the moment. So that's for the Cronulla Sharks. They're in the four now. That's fourth straight win. Um, yeah, 28-6. And a really dominant performance. 
dominated in every aspect. I've got no doubt that Craig Bellamy is really concerned. Even though he's going to get his origin players back, I've got no doubt he is concerned with the lack of execution of the things that they're really, really good at. And have been for many years. They're just being let down. They are so good at being physical and dominant, and they're getting beaten at the moment. If they were in a boxing match, you'd be calling the fight off after about the fourth or fifth round. They're getting beaten that easy in in a lot of aspects of the game. So 20-0 lead it in the first half. I've never seen that with the Storm. And Very um, boisterous crowd out there at Shark Park as well. And it's it's usually windy and freezing cold. Cold. It's a miserable place. (laughs) Uh, I've got to say, but uh, the talking point, of course, is Melbourne Storm – Hooker Brandon Smith, he was sin-binned while he had the ball in possession of the ball for allegedly calling Adam G, the referee, a cheat. So what? Adam, yeah, Adam G on the run. Um, blew the whistle, sent him to sin-bin straight away. No consultation. And he's if if they can prove that that was the word that was used, and they'll be able to do that through the ref field mic. mics, the ref mics, he's lucky he didn't get sent off because – Pure, de- pure descent. Yeah, well, Queensland, New South Wales in 2000, when New South Wales won by 50, Gordy Tallis was sent for calling Bill Harrigan a cheat. But Bill Harrigan doubled down. He said, you won't call me that again. He led him into the corner. He led him down the garden path, and Gordy fell for it, and he sent him off. So, yeah, I, I suppose there's some light at the end of the rainbow was Brandon Smith. I always thought this would happen. He sought out. Adam G after the game to apologise for his behaviour. As he should. As he should. And, of course, that's also in light of there's a possible suspension possibly coming his way also. So that may dampen any sort of time that he may spend on the sideline or a fine that he may get. And Craig Bellamy, the coach, he after the game, he basically said, I'm not sure what was said, but if we disrespected the officials anyway, that's not the way we operate. Yep. And mm. I don't know if you saw the latest footage that's come out uh, for Brandon Smith walking off the field and the spectators from Shark Park giving him an absolute call. And he for, stopped. He stopped and turned, turned around. And he said, what the F did you say? And then I think if Brandon Smith had his own way, he would have climbed Old Trevor the grandstand style. like Trevor Gilmeister <laughs> did. But he had an official with him that calmed him down, got him back near the dressing shed. And, um, yeah, you know, as a, as a professional athlete, you've just got to put up with the abuse. It's part and parcel of the game. And it's not right. We know that. But, yeah, that's what fans have – many say have got the right to right to do <laughs> to abuse you. Uh, it's what they say to you is probably not acceptable sometimes. But Brendan Smith, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he may spend some time on the sideline if they can prove that was the word that was said. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, but, yeah, it's something you need to stamp out of the game. Yeah. And speaking of the axe, Trevor Gilmeister, great interview we had during the week with him on Sports Day. The Queensland legend coming up next on Off the Bench. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Gilmeister with the ball. The tackle count would not be nullified. Oh, Gilly, the kicking game's come out at last. Taking 10 years, but he's finally kicked one. How often did you get the kicking game out? The great Trevor Gilmister is on the line. How are you, mate? <laughs> How are you, boys? Oh, you had some tricks. It's hard to get that out. Some tricks up your sleeve. Now our, our producer, Rookie, he's got it all. He's 
He, the trouble was he had he couldn't use all the great highlights. He got, I remember which game were you playing in when you you got to the defensive line about 15, 20 metres out and you flicked this ball out of nowhere to set up a try. I think it was for the Chooks, wasn't it? <coughs> it was. To, um, yeah, against Manly, actually. Fatty, fat, fatty said, did someone knock that, the ball out of your head? <laughs> no, I actually I flicked past it and... And Brendan Hall, my uh, roomie, he uh, he caught it scored. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, how, yeah. how did you go before we start talking origin? How did you go with playing against Fatty? Because I know he was your your best mate in many ways, and then he coached you. But yeah, yeah, was there a few G ups happening when you ran out and played against him? Well, the early days, Badge. I, you know, when I was at the Roosters, I you know just and I was a loopy, and and uh, Arthur used to wind me up a little bit, and I didn't know. And Fatty told me. So I clipped Fatty under the chin the first time I played Manly and opened him up and I got choppy and anyway and because Arthur wound me up and, and actually Wayne was watching us play said you're a chance of playing for Queensland if you go out and have a big game and I went a bit stupid and I, I ended up getting sent off anyway but um, that's a long story but <laughs> another story but about a Fatty come to me later after the game and said Gilly he said mate you know, there's rules here in Queensland. Uh, sorry, New South Wales with the Queenslanders. And I said, no, oh, no, well, what's going on? He said, mate, we go easy on each other, mate. He <laughs> said, we don't we don't try and take blokes, each other's heads off. He said, there's a rule here. Queenslanders look after Queenslanders. We bash the New South Wales blokes. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, and then, then he, you know, when I was playing, then I was doing my roommates for, for a few years and, he was so good for me, uh, Fatty. Just to, he taught me how to relax a bit because I used to get a bit too wound up, and he taught me how to, um, you know, like, you know, save your energy and and uh, go, go out there and play. But I couldn't do what he could do because he was just too casual. Oh, yeah. he was very. I love talking to you, Gilly, about your Eastern Suburbs days and and um, and Arthur the coach. And but you had a you had a pretty wild crew there, didn't you? Was it Trevor Patterson, Mick McLean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember we played North Sydney at North Sydney Oval one day, and and uh, Marty Be- Marty Ballard was playing for North Sydney, and Gavin Jones, and a few of the Queensland blokes. And anyway, so we it was a real tough game at North Sydney Oval, and and we we've had a few dust ups during the game, and and um, we're sitting in back back at the East Legs Club afterwards, having a couple of beers, the Queensland boys and. Bobby Seabrook, who was one of the directors, he, he passed away years ago, lovely fella. And he come over and said to me, Gilly, he said, what's going on? He said, what, what's the process for you blokes in Brisbane when you play footy? I said, you play under 18s Friday night, you play third grade on the Saturday, you might play a bit of reserve grade. So I said, you play two and a half games a weekend. You know, and he goes, I said, why is that? He said, because you blokes are bloody mad. He said... He said, "You get out in the field." He said, "You, you want to kill each other, you know." I said, "Well, well, yeah, well, that's part of the job, isn't it? That's what we're supposed to do." When you're in the forwards. and he was just laughing about the Queenslanders. He said, "You're mad, yeah, yeah." <laughs> so, yeah I said, "Mate, what's, what are you talking about? That's that's life." Yeah. Uh, is that yeah. is that the game? The one you're talking about, Fatty. The one you're talking about, Fatty. Is that the game when you got sent off and someone threw a beer can at and you hit in the head? Yeah, 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 did yeah. That was yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I caught up with him, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I got a hit in the head with a can and and opened my head up because it, remember those days that the, they were steel cans, they weren't yeah. aluminium cans, and the bloke hit me in. He's a manly supporter and he hit hit me in the head with a full can and it opened my head up. I ended up getting about six stitches in my head afterwards, and 
I, I squared up with him, Saps, but anyway. But, oh, um, he found him. Yeah, it was, uh, he crawled, was the, he crawled the grandstand. Yeah. <laughs> he crawled the grandstand and got him. Yeah. He's Good not stuff. the same bloke that one of those blokes yeah. that tried to rob you at the ATM that night. Oh, no, not Wait, that that's been told that story. That's enough for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a that was a long that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, mate, um, we we are here to talk uh, footy with you actually, and the current footy and state of origin. Queensland towelled up in game two. Did you see enough there yep. from them in that first half, Gilly, to think we're we're in with a show in in game two in game three? Uh, you know what? I was over in Perth, and um, actually, I was, I was sitting beside Braith and Astor. In the first thirty minutes, it, it, he said, "Oh, holy moly, here we go again! It's another, another um, shamozzle from New South Wales." And and then all of a sudden, you know, and we all talked. Everyone's spoken ad nauseum about um, Felice Cafuzzi getting uh, the singing, and it did do a massive change to the team. But um, you know, I suppose we that people say you got to get over that, but the games that fast, you know, in origin, as you blokes know, that it's, super, you know, three times faster than, you know, the NRL. And, and it's hard enough in the NRL when you go back to 12 men, let alone in origin. So it's a, it takes a big hole out of you, um, I think, uh, condition-wise. And the boys were blowing. Um, and then they kind of... I think once they uh, realised the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes that, that we couldn't win, you know, they're, they're probably thinking about going up to Suncorp for the third game. So... Um, no dramas there. I think, mate. Once we got, you know, uh, caught up with the boys the other night, and uh, they're, they're very confident. And so, um, hopefully, uh, Munster's uh, going okay, and um, Ponga. Um, yeah, mate. I, I'm, I'm very confident. I, I think it'll be a great game, and you know, I'm really confident that we'll do re- really well. You've played plenty of Origins at. Lang Park slash Suncorp Stadium, Gilly. Going back there for a decider. They haven't won a decider in New South Wales since 2005. Why has it got such a, a great effect on the Queensland side? Yeah, it's hard to put your finger on such, but, uh, you know, we've all been lucky enough to, you know, play at that great um, ground, the old Lang Park. and uh, But it's, yeah, it's got something about it and, and we all lift, you know, and the Queensland crowd, uh, you know, as right behind the, the team. But, I mean, you can't rely on that, you know, the crowd. I mean, you've got to go out there and do your job. And once once you get that momentum, though, with Queensland, the whole stadium just roars and, you know, and it, and it just, you know, picks you up a little bit a little bit more than normal, you know what I mean? So well, I, I think it's um, it's going to be a cracker of a game. There's no doubt about that. And as, as we said, like... Um, my first year with uh, Elf and Babs played in it, nineteen eighty seven. We lost the first game and we come, we won the second game in Sydney, uh, and then we won the third game at Lang Park. So, hopefully, that's a bit of a good. Over- yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, bless you. Still with just us? Just knees, boys. So yeah, no drama. Hey, yeah, uh, gotcha, <laughs> Gilly. Are you are you a little bit concerned about the or the lack of involvement at the moment and the and the minutes and the effect that Josh Papali's having? As the front rower and the leader of the pack? Yeah, I, I'm kind of... Um, I don't know if he's carrying something. I seen him the other night and his typical Josh, um, you know, give, give you a big huddle, uh, cuddle and nearly breaks your ribs. And then... Um, <laughs> but, I, but I kind of... Um, yeah, I'm a bit concerned that the, the, the time... You're right, the, the time he's getting on the field. So hopefully... Um, I don't know if he's carrying something at the moment, but hopefully... 
mate, it's all building and building and building to the third game, and he, and he goes out there and kills them. Mm. Hey, we've missed we've missed Reuben Cotter a bit, and I did hear some um, comparisons after game one, people comparing him to you defensively and to Bobby Linder, the way he runs the footy. He, um, it'd be nice to have him out there. We did miss him in game two, didn't we? Oh, yeah, 100% right, Badge. Um, I, I think he was just the, he's the X factor in the middle, as we know. The 13's a bit of a different position nowadays, so um, he's playing in the middle of the ruck, um, plays 80 minutes, does a lot of, he did a lot of tackles. So, Kevy, oh, sorry, um, um, Billy knows that he's going to play 80 minutes, so that takes a bit of a pressure off your um, your reserves and, and you know when you when your replacement rule you know replacement at different times that you know he's going to be there for eighty minutes so um, yeah that's a that's a tough one uh, to play in the middle and um, obviously um, Tommy Gilbert he's coming you know come in there and the, the presented him um, his mum and dad presented him with his jersey there the other night we were there mm. and he got very emotional which was which was great to see you know what I mean so. Uh, Hopefully he goes out there and you know he has a great game and he's a, he's a lovely young fella and uh, hopefully uh, as I said he can kick off his Origin career with a win. Yeah, I hope so. He's a real goer. I reckon the the, um, the Blues are going to find it hard to replace Payne Haas or the work that Payne Haas gets through, uh, even with Big Jordan McLean there. He's uh, he's they're going to miss him, aren't they? Oh, for sure, mate. You're right. Um, as, as I've said, we, we're talking about Reuben Cotter. Uh, you know, being out there for 80 minutes. Um, yeah, Payne Husk, he, he can play 80 minutes as well in Origin if need be. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's going to kind of tinker with their replacements. Uh, there's no doubt about that. The reserves and when they bring him on and when they bring him off. So, yeah, it'll be. Uh, yeah, it'll be. It'll, Freddie will be a little bit concerned about what he's. I mean, not concerned, but he'll be juggling in his head how he's going to do his replacements with uh, Jordan there as well. So uh, a lot of Cowboys uh, players there too. And, yeah. Um, as we all know, playing against your teammates, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? So uh, <laughs> hopefully he, uh, he, hopefully he feels the pain of some of his uh, uh, Cowboys teammates. Hey, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Uh, been an absolute pleasure catching up with you again. No worries, boys. And uh, go Queensland, eh? Absolutely. Go the Maroons. Right, there you go. Great man, Trevor Gilmister, and he's got he's got a hundred of those stories. Well, actually, that's not... I'm, Can we tell the story? When that. we come back, we'll tell the story about the ATM. Okay, yeah. we will tell. Oh, okay. okay. We get a little <laughs> bit of strife. <laughs> this is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. On Off The Bench, time for a Racing Queensland Winter Racing Carnival update. The TAB Queensland Winter Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And Rook Ansatz with you for your weekend. And the TAB Queensland Winter Greyhound Racing Carnival is here. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And joined by Chris Nelson. How are you, buddy? Going very well, thanks, guys. Hope the same with you. Yeah, great weekend. A big weekend of racing, Nelson. Some exciting regional locations as well. I'm, I'm really excited to hear about um, well, Bow Desert and Rockhampton. Yeah, it's the Bow Desert Cup on Saturday. It's the Rockhampton Cup on Saturday as well. So some really good racing uh, at Rockhampton and, and Bow Desert. And uh, Rockhampton, Sats, just takes you back to that uh, lovely mixed grill, doesn't it? Oh, the Criterion Hotel, my favourite pub in Australia, my favourite meal <laughs> In Australia, but it's two days in Rockhampton, Friday and Saturday, isn't it? 
Yeah, the new market on the Friday and the Rockhampton Cup on the Saturday, plus the uh, the Guineas, of course, on the Saturday as well. And, and look, this meeting's been really well um, represented by Brisbane Stables. I know Tony Gollins uh, taken mm. a number of horses up for the carnival. And I'd say looking at the horses he's taken up and the races that they're in, uh, he'll walk away with uh, with quite a few winners. And I'm not sure if there's any sort of prize this year, like a motor car or a motorbike <laughs> or something like that. But if there is, I think Tony Gollan will be uh, hot wheeling his way home uh, in either a bike or a car. Yeah. What about, uh, is it Sunny Coast and Dooman as well over the weekend? Yeah, we've got Doomban Racing, of course, on Saturday. Is uh, The Pam O'Neill, the Group 3, yep. and the Listed Chief De Beers are the two features. They were races that were normally run uh, during the start of the carnival, but they got washed out, both of those, and they have been uh, reprogrammed to this particular meeting on Saturday. So a good meeting at Doomban, 10 races. Uh, the track will be probably around soft 7 to a heavy 8 with all that rain and cool weather early in the week. And the Sunshine Coast on Sunday will race on the Poly track. Uh, that meeting was uh, a change to the poly Wednesday afternoon. Of course, we had the big meeting there last Saturday. The Caloundra Cup was a heavy 10, and that rain and everything during the week would have made sure that the uh, grass track would not have bounced back. So the uh, the decision was made to transfer it to the poly track, and that's fine by me because uh, we had a good day there on Wednesday on the poly track. So hopefully we can continue that form. Thanks, Nelson. And Sats is in here writing like an absolute madman. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks for those tips. And the Tab of Queensland Winter Greyhound Racing Carnival at Albion Park is the place to chase. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Thank you, Nelson. We will chat to you next week. Look forward to it, guys. Have a great weekend. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. And Sats and Rook here with you for your weekend. And not too many games going on. We've got a short round for State of Origin. And I hate the short round. Same. Mm, don't like it. No. Pauline Hansen type, but don't like it. <laughs> uh, game Saturday night at 7.35. Tigers, Eels, Leichhardt Oval. Oh, I'm going to take the Tigers. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm sitting on the Eels on that one. I just hope they do bounce back. Uh, Sunday Arvo, Broncos, Dragons at Suncorp. Um, it's going to be the Dragons, I feel. Lastly, big game, Wednesday night, 8pm, State of Origin, Game 3. Obviously, I don't have to ask you who you're going for. I'm going to say Queensland. I'm going to say 18-16. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? And if Queensland win Cameron Munster, the Wally Lewis medal. If New South Wales win, Nathan Cleary, Wally Lewis medal. No, Nathan Cleary, really? Okay. Yep. Happy days. All right, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Wimbledon final. Oh, how good is it going to be? I'm a Nick Kyrgios fan. Same. I don't look at him as a tennis player that I get disappointed if he loses games because I see him as an entertainer. And, yeah, I don't agree with a lot of things that he does. But to me, he makes tennis interesting. Exciting. It's entertainment. Exactly. So I can't wait to watch him in the final. Yeah, many are going to say he got there under false pretenses with with, uh, Rafael Nadal unable to play the semi-final. doesn't matter. You get there any way you can. He's, he's played take three, advantage of three five-setters on yep. his way there, so he hasn't had an easy ride. Yep. What but about yeah, you? Oh, I'm absolutely. I'm yeah, just, I can't wait. Oh, having known Nick for a while now, um, being I on the tour. I can't wait to see um, – you used to, used to train Bernard Tomic, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so I've been on the tour with Nick. And okay, so yeah. tell me, off the court, I hear he is one of the most giving, lovable oh. guys you could ever meet. So, yeah, I – um, I hope he wins. Yeah, absolutely. Same to me. Uh, anyway, let's uh, wrap this up and um, have a good weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll see you all next week.